Welcome to a Drop Tent Media Production. The Porcupine with Adam Nutter. What's going on, everyone? Uh, what's going on, Prickles? Which is a contingency of porcupines, which I'm trying to figure out to call you guys. That's lame. Nope, not going to be called that. It can't be called Prickles. That's awful. We'll figure it out. We'll work there. We'll take care, guys. I am Adam Nutter. Welcome to the Porcupine. Uh, holy shit, look. Merch. Wow, fresh merch. Droptent.com slash droptent-store. Go get the awful fucking website name for that. Just Let's get to the store. Droptent.com. Just get to the store. <laughs> Droptent.com. Why do we do it that way? Droptent.com. Go to the store. Get your fucking porcupine shirt. Support. Uh, really good quality. It's really fun. Just got to say it for myself. So buy that shit. Of course, real quick plugs out of the way. Um, August 11th, I'll be in Staten Island at Stiney's Pub. 8 p.m. show. Come on out to that. And, of course, August 14th, uh, pop in. Uh, two show, Chalfon, PA, Pennsylvania, uh, 7.30, 9.30 show, droptent.com slash events for tickets. Okay, that is it. Now, we will start with our guest, the one and only Pete Quinones. What's up, man? <laughs> hey, man. How you, do- you guys are in New York? Uh, I'm from New York. Uh, we, oh, okay. we're, out, we're in PA now. I, this is, uh, we're in Philly okay. right now, but I'm from New okay, York. I'm cool, from cool, Staten Island. Cool. I'm actually okay, wearing cool, cool. a Staten Island hat because I'm trash. So was your was your dad a cop or a fireman? Neither. On Staten Island, <laughs> I dude was he was from Brooklyn, so he moved right. out there. <laughs> he was a uh, he worked for the Boy Scouts, believe it or not, and they got fired. Oh, wow. And now works for an insurance company. So <laughs> I, I do, man. I so want to ask what he got fired from the Boy oh, Scouts for, yeah, but I'm, I'm hoping that's not. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what it was. Recession, two thousand eight. They just, yeah. he was like one of the only people who actually worked for the Boy Scouts. Most of his volunteer, but he was like okay. in charge of all of Staten Island, like all the events and part of Brooklyn. Like he was actually pretty big up there in the company. And then recession, he walked in with like his two people that were under him one day. And then his boss was like, hey, we're done here. And he's like, I'm 50. <laughs> like, you fucking figure it out. <laughs> you know, it was like, figure it out. And dude, from that moment on, for real, my, 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 my parents have never really financially recovered ever since that moment. Like it's wow. wild. Like they're okay. But like, never, ever, ever, ever got back to where they were from that. Wow. Like, it's really a shame. <laughs> but yeah, that that yeah, man. People, people are still feeling it from two thousand eight. But you know, it's it, no one wants to talk about it because most people recovered. But I mean, there were some people that just couldn't. I mean, I lost it. I don't even want to talk about what I lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it's uh, that was wild. That was a wild time. I was like twenty one. Like it's when you're first starting to try to get into the world, and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like everything just crashes around you. Wild times, man. Uh, but Pete, again, uh, I ask everybody this question on when they come on the show: What brought you to the Liberty Movement? Like, what was it? I know you shit on the LP like we all do, <laughs> but fuck the LP, right? We don't have to talk about the LP at all, but we can. But what brought you to the Liberty Movement? Well, um, since we were just talking about 2008, um, I started seeing things just falling apart in 2007. Actually, I was living in Florida and the housing market actually started taking hits in parts of Florida in 2005. So you started seeing um, prices drop and you started seeing a lot more for sale signs and then some foreclosures. So I heard Ron Paul talking about uh, during a debate in 2007, talking about um, foreign policy. And then he started to talk, you know, and then like, I'm like, okay, let me follow this dude. So I find a video and he's talking about monetary policy and why everything is happening at that time. And I'm just like, holy fucking shit. I'm like, this is why this is happening to me at at this moment. And um, from that point, I just started reading as much as I could. Um, I I think I got a foreign policy of freedom, um, the book, which is basically just a bunch of his house floor speeches. And I think it mentioned, said something in thanks to the Mises Institute. And I Googled the Mises Institute, and ever since then, it's just set, you know, just set me off. Dude, you, me, and almost everybody else I've talked to in this podcast, that's like somewhere along the line is like Ron Paul. <laughs> like, of course, right? I watched a great clip of him today. Uh, I think he was debating uh, with uh, against uh, Mormon face. What the fuck is his name? Uh, Romney? Yeah, thank you. Uh, Romney. And he was just like, 
we got to stop the wars. We got to put money home for, and people in the audience are just staring at him like he's crazy. It, it's, and, and when you see like that Republican like uh, crowd just like, oh, he said stand the wars. It's like it's like that's such a radical idea back then, and it's all of us are like, yeah, that makes sense. You know, it's 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 wild. I'm sorry, God. Think about how crazy this is. Okay, so the guy gets up there and goes to says end the wars. And a whole room of people, thousands of people are looking at him like he's insane. Do these people know what war is? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if there was a war on the street outside of their house, I mean, think about that, man. I mean, we've never really seen that except for like the um, the 90s bank robbery that the movie Heat was taken uh, was based off of. North Hollywood um, shootout? Yeah, the North Hollywood shoot. Yeah, man, I talk about that shit all the time. Dude, have you ever seen the video? Have you ever watched the I, whole video? Dude, yes. Like numerous I broke times. I sound like a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, how's, how, how are they so well? How, how many magazines did they have? Hundreds? I mean, seriously. <laughs> they, had those, they had armor-piercing AK round drum clips, and they were it, shooting it to the helicopters with. It's crazy. It was, in, they were, it, was like, it was like the weapons I always say when you watch. It really bothers me when I watch a movie and there's no magazine changes. Oh, I, I always say, you know, the, the weapons are in God mode, which, <laughs> which is why anybody who's a gun fanatic and who's never seen the John Wick movies, that's the one of the best things about the John Wick movies is there no one ever goes into God mode. They they switch it out. Oh. It is amazing to watch. I remember it was a it was one of the first things I picked up because I I think I've seen the first one like three or four times and just watching the how how often he's doing magazine changes even at like and um i forget what he was using it was the, it was that h and k it was that h and k but um he was dropping them after like nine rounds which would right. be proper training actually because you're not going to be able to count but you're like okay i can't i don't want to run empty right it's yeah. called it's, and it, it's, it's called what combat reload uh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah you, have to, yep. you, you leave some rounds in and you got to keep it going yeah yeah it's it's, yeah, yeah. it's I, I never saw john wick actually which is crazy i know but I'm you've a, never seen it oh my god uh, dude it's dude, well first of all it's sad it's it, the beginning is sad as fuck and you're gonna get pissed off and everything dog thing right but, i'll yeah. cry <laughs> well and his, and, and, and his wife died his wife died and the dog, the dog and yeah that. yeah exactly <laughs> but um oh the, just if, if you're a gun nut if you know guns it's hard not to i mean i was on a gun forum when that came out and that's all we talked about was how realistic it was and yeah, yeah. i remember his training videos for that oh, movie yeah. he was going through courses like straight up like seal team shit like yeah. sideways aiming down the gun he was doing three gun yeah he was yeah. doing three gun yeah. yeah he was doing three gun and, and, and he was he was training with the best because man he was killing it I'm like, all right, he Call of Duty, fucking, <laughs> <That's good. laughs> fuck, guy, calm down. But yeah, but like you were saying, people, yeah, people don't know where war is, and that's the thing. If you've never been in a situation where you're like your life is on the line, or like you've been in a combat situation ever, and like you, people just flippantly will talk about like it's it's like it's going to the store, like oh, just go yeah. to war, like what? What's funny is you know I grew up in the Bronx, and um, by the time I was 17, I had two guns pointed at my face. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, the it Bronx, was like dude. So, so it was like the first time it was like shit your pants. The second time, um, the person I was with said you laughed, and <laughs> I was like, I if it was, it wasn't because I was a badass. It was right. because that was just my response at the time and everything. Dude, so, yeah, I've been to Yankee games a lot. Uh, yeah, it's not great up there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's the neighborhood I grew up. Oh, really? In, is, okay, yeah. Is one sixty first and River oh, and, yeah. and Jerome and everything right there. Yeah. So, like I said, I'm so, from um, Staten Island, so I, you know, I'm I'm only living in PA the last five years. I got married, but like, uh, yeah, I've been to hundreds of Yankee games. So going up there with my dad and stuff, we were driving because the train. I'm like, I don't think a fucking train in there. The nightmare, get fucking robbed, raped, whatever. Oh, but it's so crowded. <laughs> that's a, see the thing about taking a train to a Yankees game or, or when yeah. you're leaving is it's crowded as yeah, hell. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you're safe. You yeah, know, safe the, crowd. yeah, that and the Mets uh, going to fucking city field and stuff. It's you're fine pretty much. But that whole area is just shit. <laughs> it just fucking fell apart uh, over the years. Uh, yeah. So Ron Paul, um, <laughs> what else like was like your your catalyst? You think that was like besides Ron Paul? Like what else was you like? I need like what was your issue that you're like I need a fucking I need other people to know about this. You know, I need to harp on this. Um, I, I talked about the federal reserve for yeah. a lot of years yeah. and everything like that. And, um, no one listened, no <laughs> one listened. It just wasn't sexy, you know, and I should have made it war if I'd have right. made it war. Well, I mean, if I'd have made it war, then I would have like really like, um, 
alienated a lot of people in my life, but hey, maybe I needed that. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, uh, the Fed, man, that's something that you're right. No one gives a shit about it. But everyone, everyone, because it affects literally every single person. But you ask most people, they go, what's the Fed? They go, like the delivery service that drops off stuff? You're like, yeah, man, sure. It's, yeah. It's, like people don't know about the Fed, especially. It's a very basic fact. But this is just a hypothetical number because I don't know the exact numbers, but like they're a private bank, obviously, which you know, I'm just repeating for everybody that's listening. Private bank. Private company, bro. They can right, do what they want. Do what they want. <laughs> but they essentially loan our government money. But they make what, like a hundred, like ten percent interest on whatever the fuck they loan out. So it's like if they loan a million dollars, they get ten million dollars back. And like, but like, who's paying that? Like, we are. This is an endless cycle of made well, up money. Actually, actually, if it's ten percent on a million dollars, it'd be they'd be getting one point one mil, one point hey, one million. Back I'm a dumb comic, Pete. Let it go. <laughs> you know what I fucking meant. We all know I what would, I meant. Here. It was, it was, it, it, the only like, um, the only subject I aced all. Like every year of my um school, my my school career was was math. That's the only thing I, I had to go at. to summer class for math, man. Right? I went fair. to summer class for math once just so that I could do advanced algebra and high school. We get it, you know, here, nerd. We get it. <laughs> we get it. It's it literally the only subject that I excelled at, and I didn't even try. It was just something that was inherent or something. I get like it, that. man. History was like that for me. I always took history, so I was I was fascinated with it. So yeah, I was like that with history, but math, I'm, I don't get it. But uh, yeah, so the Fed gets like interest on all this money and then like people and then you ask me like well who's paying that and they go well the government well the government doesn't have a job they don't have a lunch pail they clock in nine to five and leave their job is your job dude so it's like the best thing to do is to like tell a bunch of normies that um government employees don't pay taxes (laughs) and then watch their heads explode i mean i've I've had people get violent. I mean, like, like really, like you, you could see that they're getting heated right. when you say that, you know, and it's just like, it, if they were there, if they were here, they'd be punching. It is like a, almost like a paradox, the government employee, because it's like, well, you're paying yourself to work at a minimal rate. <laughs> see, but I won't even, <laughs> right? I won't like, even look at that. I won't even look at it that way because it, if the government didn't exist, they wouldn't even, they wouldn't even have that job. So dude, yeah. yeah. Dude, okay. They, so, yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Pete. Oh, good. So they would, um, if they, so just by getting tax money, it just ba- basically what they're doing is they should just be negotiating, um, you know, and knowing what, yeah, we all do it. We, if you negotiate a salary, you're you're taking taxes. The first thing you're thinking about is taxes and everything. But it's mm-hmm. funny because they're getting it's it's like they should be looking at it as everyone who's paying taxes is paying it to me, and then you know I have to pay. Ta- I have to just give a little bit back. I mean, it it's kind of. But you know, another thing I read recently was even because the government has so many tentacles, it's really hard to get a job with a private anything where you're not where they're not somehow benefiting by doing business with the government yeah. on some level. Yeah, uh so yeah, real quick, so my my sister-in-law Megan, she works like a local township and I I've told her this to her face, dude, countless times. I was like, "Megan, I love you, but like you understand your job is legitimately meaningless." I was like, "It means nothing. It it it, it does nothing for people." I I know it's hurting your feelings, but I'm like, I'm not trying to. I'm like, "You're a township supervisor. Who gives a fuck?" Like, that shouldn't exist. Like, your job shouldn't exist. The fact that you make the money you make is fucking bananas. Like, off of that joke. Because I tried to explain it to her, like, in a nice way. I was like, I'm like, Megan, think about it. What do you do at your job? She's like, well, I coordinate the town. Why? What are you coordinating? How? How? Exactly. How? How? Well, she's like, the police. The police don't deal with you. They just let you know what they're doing. (laughs) I'm not even controlling the police. I'm I'm like, what else? She's like, well, local sewer stuff. I go, but that can be done privately. And then her her defense against that was she's like, well, actually, they cost too much to be done privately. That's why the city does. I'm like, oh, there's no way that's true. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know the numbers or the stats behind that. I, I I just know you were told a lie, and you didn't look into it, and now you're just telling me that lie. But I guarantee, if I look into that, that's not true. <laughs> so her job is just very fucking pointless. But that's most government jobs. It's just a meaningless yeah. task to cipher another thing. And then your second point with the businesses. We saw with the PPE stuff, right? Or even a lot of the COVID stuff. It's like, we'll give you money if you do this. And a lot of these businesses are fucked. So like, well, 
I'm going to do it because I don't want to go under. And now they're kind of forced into this dichotomy of system that they don't want to do. How do we get out of that? I guess is the, you know, yeah. I have a really good friend who um, owns a business and he took the PPE and he gave it to his employees and that's what he did. That's what you're supposed to, that, that's basically what you were supposed to deal with it. You weren't supposed to use it for anything else. It was supposed to um, go towards building the business or, you know, go towards the business or the employees. And he gave everything to the employees. So that's, I that's thought that nice. was pretty that cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Well, um, and he's like, he's like, he's like, I pay six figures in taxes a year. So, you know, a five figure, five figure PPE is, you know, I, I figure that's just getting a little bit back, you know? <laughs> right. Well, that's, that's also the other really funny part about this whole, just like shutdown, lockdown stuff. And like the stores, it's like, you guys, you guys see the stores that are open though, right? None of them are mom and pop stores. Like dispensaries my, stayed open in 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 yeah. states that yeah yeah. yeah. I, I they wanted weed. people that they, they wanted people to be comfortable in that way. They, as long as they have their vices, they'll be happy. And so in Pennsylvania, which this is I don't agree with, but uh, my wife when she was uh, younger, she used to work for the liquor board, which is state run. We're one of the few, I think maybe the only state. I don't know uh, that like the liquor license board is run by the state or whatever. So like you, I'm not even that. So even stores, so, like I can't go into a store and just buy like alcohol. You had to, you have to go to a government store. Ohio's the same way. Okay. So, Ohio, Ohio with, uh, spirits. Yes. With, with uh, yeah, with spirits. So, yeah. yeah. Beer now it, it, there, there it's more and wine, but yeah, with anything like alcohol. Yeah. Like a uh, hard liquor, you got to go to that, which is fucking stupid. I mean, you're literally taking a whole business away from a million, possibly thousands of people. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> it's insane how they could, but but that stayed open. All, all all the beer stores stayed open. The dispensary stayed open. All the state stuff stayed open. And Target, but like the local hardware store shut yeah, down. Yeah. And then, yeah. of course, the argument against that was like, well, they're a smaller store, so the spread of COVID. I go stop. Well, then let less people in. Then if that's if that's your argument, then let less people mm-hmm. in the store at the same time. Then what difference? Why can't they stay open? It it doesn't it's limit their limit the people then, but there are still stores here. I mean, and Georgia's been open since the last week in April of last year, and there are still stores here that um and I know they're doing it um purposefully is only seven people at a time, like stores in the mall and like the Apple store in the mall close to me here, it'll just shut down for like a week or two or two at a time. And I, I have no idea why. I'll see it open, and then it'll be shut down, and they'll just be like, oh, we're temporarily shutting down. I mean, is someone testing for COVID, and then they're just shutting the whole thing down? I mean, it's like, I mean, it's like I, I know like five or six people who've had, who have COVID right now. I, I just got over it. So yeah. it's like, I mean, you know, so. I, I mean, I know you talked about it, but how was it for you? Like, now I'm actually talking to you. I got to actually ask you, like, how was it, well, like? It, it sucked more yeah. than it should have, you know, and I, I've been sicker in the past, much yeah. sicker with like flus and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Wake up not being able to breathe in the middle <laughs> of the night. Um, you know, I, I had the, I, I went through a series of like symptoms. It'd be like, I'd have two symptoms. Those would go away. Then I'd have the next day I'd have two symptoms and everything. And um, it, it was just the worst was um, the brain fog. I had brain fog for like two weeks and it was like, it's just really impossible to think and not even think much less, but walk. It was like, just, just trying to walk and be, and being weak at the same time. I mean, the lung thing was obviously something that, um, you know, was troubling. You're like, you know, you're, you're having trouble breathing. You're hearing all these stories about people's lungs getting shut down and everything. So, um, nebulizers are great. They're really inexpensive. I mean, like you can get them for less than 40 bucks and, you know, you put some colloidal silver in water, some uh, hydrogen peroxide, very, very small amounts of um, food grade hydrogen peroxide, mix it with water in a nebulizer, and it just fix you right up. In a oh, yeah. Days. Yeah, fix you, me you, up. You, you doing like vitamin D and stuff too, or you're just doing that? Yeah, you know, and here's the thing that really pisses me off because I'm never going to know. Okay, so <laughs> okay. I think I got this at Pork Fest. And <laughs> if anybody's ever, if, if anybody listening to this knows about the, um, they've probably heard this if they listen to podcasts. Um, the Mises Caucus tent was, was always jamming. There was always yeah. people in there. There was booze flowing, yeah. food. I mean, it was it was the place to be. Of course. Um, We're the intellectual coolest. conversations. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, um, but- 
so many people in that tent got it. I heard. So that's where <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that's where it came from. But I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know who the who got it the worst. I mean, you know, I'm I'm probably older than most of the people who were in the tent. Um, so that's why it hit me. But here's the thing that pissed me off the most is every morning I take a shit ton of, of vitamin D3. I've been taking um, Qcertin, zinc and green tea extract. And the whole way through this whole thing, I've been taking that and I never got sick. And I went to Pork Fest and I forgot to bring it with me. <laughs> and like, so I didn't have any on Thursday. I didn't have any on Friday. And um, I don't think I had any on Wednesday. And yeah, I got it. And it, it just, it, it pisses me off that I'm never going to know if it's because I missed three days of D3, Q-certain, green tea, and, uh, and zinc. Dude, that's fucking funny, man. Yeah, I, I heard uh, that tent was just a fucking conveyor belt of COVID. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it, it was fun in there, man. We was, it was sure. like, I'd, I'd go there. I'd be like, all right, I'm only going to have a couple of drinks. And it's like, yeah, famous last words. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and you're, you die there. Uh, yeah, I, I got to go. I'm going next year, dude. I couldn't go this year. I had, like We had shows and stuff, just comedy. I couldn't, I couldn't cancel those. But I'm going to go 100%, make sure my schedule is clear for next year. Because I saw the pictures. I just got serious FOMO. It's like, oh. Yeah, like, yeah. Having a good time. All my friends are there. <laughs> like no one. Uh, I mean, we we had um. I mean, I had a, a, a Bellamy Fitzpatrick, who's like a former green anarchist. I mean, like a real Ted Kaczynski. You know, <laughs> yeah. Was into Ted and everything. We did an episode on on Ted Kaczynski's writings together, and um, it was the first time I got to meet him. He came up from New York, and uh, Christian Christian Gruber, who's been on my show, used to work for Google. Talked about being in the um in the cafeteria when YouTube got shot up a few years oh, ago, yeah. he, he was in there and everything. Now he's a engineer for square and um, I hadn't met him and he showed up. I mean, he flew across the country all the way across the country to, uh, to come to that and everything. So yeah, it was, you know, Aaron from timeline earth was there and that was great. I had never met him in person cool. before. And we just all had a, it was a blast. Yeah, man, I really regret not going. My fiance came in from Ohio, and yeah, it was just it that's was a cool, blast. man. Fuck. I'm going next year. I'm going there. I'm going yeah, to Freedom yeah. Fest too. I'm doing both. I don't give a fuck. I don't <laughs> care about. I don't care about Freedom Fest. All right, fuck it. I was going to Pork Fest. Fest. Yeah. Fuck, free, fuck Dude, you, Freedom Fest. <laughs> it's so be it's so beautiful up there too, man. You're in the mountains, and like yeah. it, some of the pictures I took, um, people had set it up really nice. There's a picture of me and Dave with mountains in the back, and Reed Coverdale with mountains in the back, and it's just so gorgeous. Dude, yeah, that like yeah, it looks so fucking nice, man. I gotta I gotta hit that up. I would like to do comedy there. That'd be fun. To do like oh, some yeah. shows there or something like that. It'd be oh, fucking yeah. fun as shit for sure. Everybody's hammered. They're gonna laugh even if it's yeah. not. <laughs> <Even if sucks. laughs> I'll just go up there and shit on the cathedral caucus for fucking two hours and everybody will fucking love it. <laughs> Which I did a little bit at the Mises event last time, a little bit, but I I also feel bad doing that because I'm like, it's just easy. Yeah, yeah, you're dunking. You're, I'm you're like, dunking it's like, kids, yeah, you know? I'm like I'm like wiffle balling home runs with them. It's like they can't meme, they can't fucking fight back. I don't mean physically fight back, I mean like verbally fight back. They can't they can't physically physically fight back either. Uh, no, but it's that my, dude. My my point is, it's never, it's never even get to that point. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, never no. get to that point. I'm not worried about that. They're just gonna cry and curl else. up in the corner. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! What are you gonna do? I mean, listen, the guy in my county is a goddamn national meme for them. Fucking, uh, I promised I won't. Oh, Shellen, what's no. his name? John. Yeah. John. What's, what's yeah. I don't. I promise. Wallenberger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy, dude. He is a meme. It, I know. It, it's, it, it's insane. It, it's. I. I find it hard to believe that he's even serious. That I. It has to be like an infiltration or a plant or something. I like see that. him once a month at all the meetings. I'm the board rep for PA, so I see him. He's a Bus County. I'm Bus County. We see him all the fucking time. Uh. It's wild. Uh, it's he's a real person that exists <laughs> in the world. I can tell you that. But much. I think it. Yeah, I feel like people like him and a couple people in New York that I won't mention by name. <laughs> I, I feel like they're sent into the LP just to make the LP look ridiculous. And you know, the LP looks ridiculous yeah. enough if it was all right libertarians because. Yeah. Well, then you have to follow the nap. And how are you going to do anything politically if you're following the nap? Exactly. Um. So, um, I, I just feel like sometimes. These people are sent in there just to like destroy the term libertarianism and make it look like a bunch of. Do you do you know, do you know Ken Crowtruck? Who Ken Crowtruck? 
He's a Philly no. Mises guy. He's great. Ken's been doing it forever. He's awesome. But like, he will straight out during meetings <laughs> just call people plants. He'll be like, "You're a fucking plant. You're a fucking fed." <laughs> like, dude, Ken, Ken's a fucking man, dude. I fucking love Ken. But uh, uh, do you know? Uh, maybe you heard of this guy too, because me- for meme purposes, uh, Henry Connolly. He's no, in the same circle as John. Okay, the reason uh, I bring okay, him up no, no. is because he's like this guy who like would wear AOC shirts and Bernie shirts and like run as a libertarian for Congress. And we're just like, hey, there's a party for you. <laughs> you know, so no, finally, I mean, once the Mises, once we took over Mises Bucks, pretty much, he yeah. went to the Green Party. And oh, we're yeah. like, there I, okay, you go. I remember, I remember him. him now. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he went to the Green Party. It was like, yeah, that's where you belong the whole time, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, and but there's I, a party I mean, there for you. There's enough of them. I mean, these, I mean, I don't even want to call them left libertarians. Um, and my, my partner at Stateless Productions, Chris Kofer, is kind of sick of me calling people degenerates. But um, <laughs> he, um, it's like, I mean, I, I don't, I can't figure out what the hell's going on. I mean, if it's not plants, then I, I, there's something wrong with libertarianism. You know why? Because we sound like paranoid when we say that. Like yeah. plant, but there are because like i said this before i think this is the last podcast i did um during the formation of the libertarian party there were feds in the room like it was like it's like a fact it's like a known thing right so it's like what do you think this went away <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, everyone yeah. just stopped doing it like well, no it's especially now now with the whole dave movement we're getting more and more noise yeah oh, i yeah, noticed the attacks get, yeah, yeah. are way i mean john brennan called libertarians terrorists essentially one national yeah, television yeah. one time insurgent yeah yeah um you see a lot more of that stuff like if you're if you don't believe full heartedly in what we're doing here, you're a domestic terrorist. It's like, what? <laughs> like I don't, but I don't believe what you're doing. That was always the thing here. We were always allowed to say that. <laughs> you're always allowed in this country to be like, we don't like what you're doing here. And now I'm a domestic terrorist if I say that. Like yeah. I don't. I mean, this is like a danger. I mean, okay, fuck it. For, forget all that. Look at New York now. They're telling private businesses they can't like what to do. Like straight up. That's like straight up fascism. So like, how do we fuck to get out of that? did you hear the episode that i did calling out that kyle varner guy no yeah so this guy is a um a complete piece of garbage i mean he's a neocon okay and he's i mean and but the thing is he's a neocon but he's like culturally left so it's like and he's a doctor so he's like I, I mean, I don't know. So he loves I, well, I mean, the people, neocons but... <laughs> came from the left, you know. Yeah, um, but the, um, I mean, this guy wrote a letter to like when the whole new uh, LP New Hampshire thing was going on. Yeah, he wrote a letter saying that um, Rothbard's whole life work was to lead up to paleo libertarianism. That that's what the end goal of of Rothbard would be. I mean, he shit all over Hoppe and he talked about how Ayn Rand should be, you know, it, it talked about praised Ayn Rand and Hayek and of course. And I mean, I have, I just broke down video of him that was endorsed by the LP when Nick Sarwak was in charge because they're, they're really Plants. close. They're really <laughs> close. And yeah. um, so and basically what this video did was said that anyone who didn't support Juan Guaido as the um, legitimate president of Venezuela was a enemy of the people of Venezuela. I mean, he's saying that this is on the LP. This is on LP.org. Right. This so video. The platform of the party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is on LP.org. And one thing that Angela told me is that the chair controls social media. So what that tells me is that, well, it doesn't, isn't doing, they, they choose what, who's posting and what goes out there. So um, tells me that Sarwak wanted this out there and it's distinctly pro-war. Then I found another video of him later where he's in Colombia calling for regime change on foreign soil. I mean, he's like literally an American on foreign soil calling for regime change. And I just called this guy out for like an hour. It's the most um, most downloaded solo episode I've ever done. And he wrote a letter to the LP talking about how he's donated over $100,000 to L- the LP and LP candidates since he joined and everything like that. So he was trying, he was going at that angle, trying to get the, um, basically saying that the Mises caucus needs to be destroyed because it's bringing racism into this um, 
ideology that he loves and you know that he's embraced since you know 1997 and everything um yeah but he's gone now yeah he's gone from the libertarian party i mean he wanted to fight racism and he ran away from it so you know little pussy and um (laughs) he um i saw i was following his twitter account the other day and i saw one tweet responding to some republican and it was gop ftw so apparently he's gone to the republican party now which is ra- which which is rather interesting i mean but if you want regime change obviously that's the word you're doing in the lp go to the fu- you should have been in the gop already oh, of course. but it's like but but it's like what's so funny is you know it, he's not going to have anything in common culturally with the gop at this point i mean the gop has been inundated by so many Trumpers and the Trumpers tend to be more culturally conservative mm-hmm. and everything. So it's like, I, I just think this guy, I, I couldn't find any, he went to, he's from Washington state, went to college in Virginia. Um, if you want to call oh. someone a fed, and then <laughs> yeah, of course, Quantico, maybe <laughs> he, he went to med school in, I think Guyana, uh. which is notoriously historically where if the feds want to train, want to get someone a college degree or an advanced degree, they send them to one of there. Mm-hmm. And then he did his residency at an army hospital in Hawaii. Oh, wow. And every day it says, I, I mean, I just tracked all this down, but, and I can't find anything from his high school. I can't find any existence. So anything. shady, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. so fucking and, shady. They're trying, they're trying. Yeah. But it's like, um, you send this guy to the, if you're going to send someone to the LP to like infiltrate it and try to make it like, okay, so more pro war, you know, to at least consider war and everything, maybe make, not make the guy like an SJW as well. <laughs> yeah. Balance it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they, they yeah. just went uh, hard on both spectrums and like, fuck the middle. We can go hard on one way, hard that way. See what happens. There's something about people like that who aren't even feds necessarily or plans. Just people who like casually drifting out of parties. I'm like, do you not have any fucking like ethics or like conviction? Like, listen, I'm I'm not saying you can't change your mind on stuff. We all do, right? We all change our mind on shit. Like, that's part of growing as a person, I think. Like, twenty four year old, I'll be twenty five. I'll be thirty five. Twenty five year old Adam was fucking retarded compared to thirty five year old Adam. Like, if I didn't grow in those ten years, like, what was I doing? You know, like we we have to. I think as part of it. But there's something that says it makes, I don't know, it stinks on someone where they're so willingly to transfer through parties and parties and easily just switch out their belief system just to get ahead. And I'm like, so what yeah. do you believe? It's like, it's like disgust, like parasite shit. I fucking hate it. Yeah, it's like um, at the beginning, I can't remember what that George Bush movie was that, that concentrated on Cheney. Was it called Vice or? or yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Jesse shaking his head. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And when he meets, when Cheney meets Rumsfeld in the beginning, and I think this is like right after uh, Watergate. So we're talking like 74. They become friends and everything like that. And they talk about, you know, what the neocon strategy is going to be going forward and everything. And um, he like, I think. Rumsfeld is Rumsfeld's walking away and Cheney's like, Hey, um, you know, what about ideology? I mean, it's, you know, um, what about like what the Republicans actually stand for and everything. And Rumsfeld just turns around and laughs at him and keeps walking away, (laughs) you know, because, you know, politics is, you know, Yarvin, Curtis Yarvin has gotten a lot of people to read the movie, the book, the Machiavellians. And, yeah, I think I think I've probably gotten a bunch of people to read it as well. And what it talks about is that the greatest political strategists of all time, especially five of them, they can't stand ideology. It has nothing to do with politics. Politics is about power. Ideology gets in the way. And, you know, that's you know one of the reasons why I wrote an article, you know, why the Libertarian Party will never have any political mm-hmm. power. And it was because of ideology and because of the non-aggression principles. So, um yeah, because if you want to have some serious power, I mean, you can do stuff locally, mm-hmm. you know, local, all politics is local. Um, but nationally, you're not going to get anything done. Come on. 
don't even don't even fool yourself you know yeah i i agree i mean I, I, again not to parrot what dave says but i mean it's he's right right i mean we're all right it's it, they're weak they, they care they they're ready to battle the state but they get mad at memes yeah it's like how can you battle people who are killing babies <laughs> they don't care they will kill all the babies overseas but but that that trans meme upset you so like shut it down no oh. It's something that um, what's funny is the first time I ever went on Dave's show, I told him what I thought of the culture war and um, he remembered this. I was really shocked and brought it up recently when I was interviewing him and he said, um, said most people want to fight the culture war instead of fighting the state because they feel like it's something they can win. Uh. It feels like, you know, if it's somebody that you're going to see at a, um, an event or something like that and you can shout them down or something like that well you've just won something you're not shouting down the 202 area code you're not not even going to win against the 202 area code so um you know they just uh fight a war that they think they can win and unfortunately it's a war that is more detrimental than anything else because you're alienating allies Right. I mean, and, I, yeah. yeah, no, I, I just messaging is what I was just going to say. It, it's it, we talk about messaging a lot on the show and it's like with the LP, they don't give a shit. They just don't care about the messaging. They they care so much about elections. They think that matters. And it it, it, it does. It doesn't doesn't it, it, messaging gets you elections, which I don't understand the fucking hard time understanding that no one's going to vote for you if you don't fucking have a good message. It, right. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's not a no crazy argument. thing. So I feel like the messaging is important, and this is why I love you on Twitter, because you just like fuck it. This is how it is, and you just say what you want and how it is, and yeah, you get so much hate. <laughs> but fuck them; they're they're wrong, and you're right. That's how I say it. So it's, I guess, my question. Oh, also a brief thing before you can ask you this question. I don't remember but one of ah oh, shit. Uh, one of the um very first meetings you and I ever had on Twitter was, uh, pleasant. But then a second interaction we had was. <laughs> I was high as fuck. I was so high. And well, I was I, I may have been too. So. And I was trying to agree with you on something you do this. And it didn't work. It it came off negative. But you went, wait, what do you mean by that? I went, oh no. <laughs> I, was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, no, no, no. I'm agreeing with you. I'm like, bro, I'm high. I'm sorry. And he went, all good, me too. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> yeah. The um well the funny thing is what if somebody like the first thing I always do, and people, if people are going to be good on Twitter, they really have to do this. They, you have to, if, if you think somebody's going at you, look at their profile. Yes. Look at their profile. I mean, I'll, there are a lot of profiles that are empty, um, but most people put something in their profile and everything like that. And even if there's nothing in the profile, just scroll the person's tweets. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're re if they're retweeting Dave Smith or Ron Paul or something like that, then you probably have misread them and everything and you want to ask for clarification. But you know, if you click on their profile and they, you know, and they have um a blue wave in it or something like that, then it's fair game. Just go go for the kill. Yeah. No, no, I just always think about that when I think about uh us meeting. I think I, was, I remember that too. Do you? I think I yeah, I, I think I remember. I, dude, it, but... I wish I could remember what it was about. But I just remember, dude, being stoned as fuck on my couch, being like, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> like, he didn't mean to do that. I meant to be like, I thought he would laugh. He didn't laugh. I think he's mad at me now. <laughs> that's how that's like a bitch. <laughs> and then you're like, no, that's uh, cool. I'm high too. I'm like, all right, cool. Weed's fun. I agree with you. Uh, but how do you deal with the hate? I get hate too, man, because we're the same. You know, I mean, I'm just a lesser of you. But like, how do you deal with all that? So, it, you know, when I first started getting popular on Twitter, I would argue with absolutely everyone. I, I, I felt like um, like I had to respond to every response or something like that, at least with like a heart or something like that. And um, yeah, it's just got over the years, like I'll just drop a tweet now and I'll just walk away for hours. You know? And you know, it could be, I, I was just going through some of my bookmarks just because I was waiting for you guys. And I found one tweet, man, that um, is like, I put this out and it was so funny because we have a group chat and we'll like test tweets out. <laughs> yeah. So we'll like, 
put it in drafts and then screenshot it and say, what do you think about this one and everything like that? And um, so I like typed out this tweet and everything. And um, what I did, I was like, oh man, I can't send this. There's no way I can send this. And and um, I think it was Neocon Remover. Um, Bert, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think Bert said, um, well, just tweet the screenshot of what you of what you just showed us and if anybody says anything go hey i didn't send it (laughs) you want to know what the tweet is yeah if you go to the lp national website and start scrolling down the pictures to their officers you may start to ask yourself whether this is where a lot of the people accused of sex crimes from the (laughs) dnc are shipped off to (laughs) (laughs) and and the comments oh man even josh smith was like oh come on dude (laughs) i love josh it's so fucking funny though (laughs) because <laughs> he goes and, I, and i'm like hey man i didn't send it and then he, he like comes back with like a like a kind of face and he goes he goes the reason he goes the reason is i look like he goes i don't like the way i look on the website and it could be true hey josh you know what <laughs> don't look like that i don't tell you buddy be better look better i love you look better though no i'm kidding <laughs> um there uh <laughs> yeah it's i also it's funny how like i always like to equate a lot of things to comedy you know my, in my world and it's this is interesting even though you're not a comic you're funny which matters because like uh you workshop stuff like comics do so like i'm sitting one of my my friend you know i do my comedy podcast is off to the side doing work and jesse our producer he's a comic too so like will workshop like you know sure jokes all the time They're like hey what do you think of this I'm like it's not funny <laughs> you know, or like yeah, be yeah, better, yeah. or do, or or it's like, oh, that's something. That's a premise. All right, let's let's workshop that. It's 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 the best when you have other funny people who don't give a shit yeah. to workshop your fucking fucked up shit. <laughs> well, the good thing about our group chat is, I mean, we're all pretty talented, so there may be something salvageable in it, and you know, someone will say, hey, well, just say this. You know, maybe change it to this and everything. So we help. You know, we help each other, and um. I think Bert probably helps all of us, you know, and, so, yeah. and Steppy too. Bert and Steppy are the ones that like help us the most because it's like, um, you know, when Bert or Steppy come up with a tweet, you're not, you're not helping it. It's going to be perfect. It's and great. Just like, go ahead, go, go. I'll retweet it. <laughs> I'll it, retweet King. it in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll retweet it. I'm going to retweet it as soon as you tweet it. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, tw- Twitter is a fucking super valuable tool though for, I mean, it, it helps spread the word. I mean, people, I do find people who are like, what's up about Liberty stuff? Like, tell me more about it. I also find it interesting because again, being a comic, like um, the circles I run in are left leaning. So every now and then I'll get a comic and I won't, I won't say anything. I want to ruin their career. (laughs) Like, We'll be like, Hey, what's uh, tell me more of the Liberty stuff you talk about. Like what's, what's going on with that? And like, ah, yeah. And they're like, don't say anything though. Like, I won't, <laughs> but like, I, I, it's more than people probably think. Yeah. I think Dave said that before he said that a lot of, um, a lot of comics would lean libertarian, but because of the industry, you can't. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's a shame. I mean, here's the thing. There's only like five libertarian comics and I'm one of them. <laughs> it's like Dave, me, Robbie, fucking lou perez and chrissy mayer i guess if she identifies libertarian that's it there's like nobody and literally nobody like other libertarian comics that i truly think off the top of my head so you don't think think stanhope yeah i guess stanhope yeah i guess stanhope okay sure but i guess my point though dude it's like less than 10 yeah you can name them (laughs) i just named them all i just fucking named them all you can't name really truly probably more than two conservative comics no i mean um jim gaffigan um, uh he's not no he's not he's not he's left uh he used to be you know, he used to he used to come off that way a lot yeah more. i think that's his audience um, and he's smart for that but i think he's a left guy um so, well, i mean the the, the blue collar guys i guess so but like yeah. how much is that i mean larry the cable guy jeff, is jeff, foxworthy, jeff foxworthy is actually we have a gun site down here in georgia yep. Where we, um, you know, just post guns for sale. We want to trade and everything like that. And he's actually on it. And he's like, I know people who because he he's not on there on, on his real name. And then they show up to like buy the gun or trade the gun and everything. And there's Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> That's a weird six degrees <laughs> of separation, dude. I also didn't think that would even come up in this podcast. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's very wild. <laughs> I mean, hey, but let me tell you something. We know that the entertainment business is also marketing. Yeah, of course. Who's, I mean, those four guys, 
who marketed better than them? That was pretty brilliant. Especially during the Obama years, because, you know, you can, you know, you're going through the, I mean, yeah, the aughts when, but when Bush was in there and everything, but I mean, to the way they amped it up and just, and, and amplified it during the, um, the Obama years, it just, it was brilliant. I mean, those guys, they all had jets and everything like that. I mean, those guys, yeah. Do and Liar the Cable guy, he's like, it's like, that's like a legitimate act. Like his name's oh, Dan, I know. Oh, Dan oh. Whitney is his fucking name. Yeah, like, I've heard his. Yeah, I've heard Dan Whitney stand up. It's not good. We used to have a tape. Yeah, it was awful. I mean, yeah, Liar the Cable guy's not whatever. Uh, it's great. Yeah, it's, it's just uh, it's not my thing. Who the fuck am yeah. I? They're rich. I'm no one. Whatever. Good for them. I, I think the <laughs> out of those guys, the, the guy, the one that I like most relate to is Ron White. Ron White's the yeah. fucking best because he's also yeah. legitimately fucking funny. Like, like oh, yeah. his like the tater salad bit, like that's a classic bit. Oh, yeah. it, it it really is irrelevant to the whole gimmick. Like he's just a great stand up, and I think all stand ups appreciate Ron. I would imagine so. Jess, you like Ron Wan, right? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he uh, the one he does about how he you know he's from Texas and he's like a real cowboy. I mean, he yeah, had, like ranch and everything, and how he how he hates hunting. Yeah. Oh my god. Great that, bit. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. He's, oh, he has so many good bits, dude. That whole uh, that bit. Uh, with uh, he was in Hawaii in the naval base in the dude bloom. Essentially, that's a great fucking bit, dude. I mean, yeah, why, yeah, I love comedy, which is everything. But 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 yeah, I mean, when you talk about conservative comics, who, who we can name more libertarian comics, yeah, than we can name conservative comics, yeah, uh, Tim Allen, yeah, Tim Allen, yeah, one, yeah. Did those... time, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh. And that's it. <laughs> that's honestly it. I can't think of anybody else. It's wild because it, I mean, it's, it's, I think um, what's it? Kurt Russell is a conservative, right? Oh uh, yeah. Well, yeah. When you get into actors, yeah, Kurt Russell Chris is said Pratt. he's an anarchist. Yeah. But like, very few. It, it's it's yeah. it, it really shouldn't matter. And, you, but... and you know, there's tons of them. Right. They just can't. They can't say anything. Yeah. yeah it's a shame. I, I hate that whole like censorship by public platform. Almost. Yeah, you, you're living a lie. Yeah, I mean that's gonna catch up with you after a while. Yeah. Also, doesn't that bother you? I guess for money, yeah. no. I I don't know. I mean, if I was getting thirty millions of dollars, maybe I could be a fucking shell. I don't know. I'm not that yeah. fucking situation. But like, it's hard because I I want to look at it objectively, right? It's easy to sit and be like, oh, I wouldn't do it. But if you get a twenty million thrown at you, who the fuck are you to say you wouldn't? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I would like if, to say I wouldn't, but dude, dude, if the government came to me and said, "Here's twenty million dollars, stop doing anything," I'm like, well, I'm going by <laughs> that's what i'm saying right by motherfuckers it's, 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 it's hard to not be a hypocrite when but that's how they get you yeah do it i'll be on i'll be living on an island and freaking <laughs> yeah i'll be out of here in two seconds i'll, like, I'll take my yeah, wife like yeah. we're leaving you know don't work anymore we're going to fuck well buy an island actually <laughs> buy an island Get grab fucking... the picture grab the pictures grab the, anything that means anything and uh yeah we're out of here <laughs> did you ever uh ever think about trying stand-up comedy um, yeah, I thought about it, but it's, yeah, I mean, I, I know that I, I can be funny. Um, but I think it's just situational for me. You know, it's, it was growing up in New York and cutting up, yeah. hanging out on the stoop and just cutting up with people and everything like that. We got pretty good. Um, it, you knew it, th there were nights where it was like, everyone was laughing so hard. And, you know, like if like one person was mad. Because that person was getting it <laughs> all course. and everything. But I mean, that you knew it was a really good night when, um, like a couple people decided that they wanted to throw hands, <laughs> right? It, where it was like it got to that point and everything. So, um, yeah, we were brutal and everything. And, um, I just enjoy, um, I, I know, I don't even know if Dave would remember this because we were all pretty fucking hammered, but, um, I, I attended a, um, Legion of Skanks. And I was sitting right behind them and they said, and like, they said something and then I commented behind them and all three laughed. So that's like the <laughs> highlight of my comedy, of my comedy career. That's a good one. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. I, Cause I always say like, if, if you're thinking like, Oh, I'm too old or uh, too, like, it's never really fucking try it for sure. Like go to open my oh, and be like, give look it at shot. Rodney. Rodney yeah. started when he was what? He was in his late forties. Well, he didn't. When he, he was got like famous, when he was like, but he right, was, right, yeah, right, yeah, he blew yeah, up he he was, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a few guys. Uh, uh, Dean Del Rey is another guy who's like he got big when he was like in his fifties. Yeah. Louis Black, another one. Uh, yeah, a lot uh, of yeah, guys yeah, got yeah. Up big in their forties and fifties. It's like it's a grind. That's <laughs> a fucking grind. Yeah. But that's a that's a, it's a growing up in New York like me again. We're fucking New York City guys. Uh, 
there is a difference between New York comedy and like LA comedy. Mm-hmm. And LA comedy is very like airy, if that makes sense. I don't, I really I know, know what you're just, saying. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. And New York comedy is very much like doom, boom, boom, boom. It's just yeah. like at you. And it's Brutal. it's better. Yeah. <laughs> it's better. It's in my opinion. If you look at the in my again the be, the best comics that ever lived or ever working right now, like mostly they're East Coast guys. Yeah. Different mentality, I think. Like yeah. Dave gets. They're it. my favorite. Yeah. they're my favorite comics. Dude, yeah. Patrice O'Neill is the best comic of all time, in my opinion. I mean, Boston guy. I just. Yeah. I um, um, what's his name? Um, oh, the one who got cancer died in the car crash. Um, Robert Schimmel. He's Dude, my favorite comic of all Robert time. Robert Schimmel. Yeah. I fucking forget about him all Dude. the time. Jesse, you know who Robert Schimmel is? Fuck, man. Oh, it's my God. Dude, yeah, look the, him up. Um, the, the, his second stand-up album, I can't remember what it's called. I mean, the the 50th time I listened to it, I was just crying. And here's the, one of the funniest things. I, I can't remember who said this, but they were roast. He had um, died, and I was... Um, listening to the comedy channel on um xm or sirius at the time and they were doing like an impromptu roast they had a couple people come in in the new york studio and everything and um do you remember do you remember how he died car accident yeah his 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 teenage daughter was driving the car got in an accident i think flipped it and he died and one of the comics when they're roasting was going I'm so pissed off that Bob Schimmel isn't here to tell a joke about a teenage daughter driving it, getting into an accident and killing the dad. <laughs> a, a perfect like woman driver <laughs> yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh yeah, that, yeah. that, that would definitely be the kind of Schimmel, a good Schimmel you know joke. I feel like, cause I forgot about it. And I used to, when I was like, yeah, like a high school for sure. I watched like standup specials and he's a guy who's like, just not talked about. In like the circle, or like, or like remember, like you know, everybody talks about Patrice and Greg Giraldo and and fucking uh, Jesus Christ, now my uh, Mitch Hedberg and all those guys. Yeah, yeah. But no one ever talks about Schimmel dying. And, and didn't he survive cancer to die in the car accident? Yeah, he, yeah, he survived cancer. He fuck, survived man. cancer to die in a car accident and everything. And he was really skinny at that point. Yes, so, I, I remember mean, a that. Car accident would a car accident probably would have taken a lot more out of. And what she just flipped the but, car uh, or like. Uh, yeah, I think she flipped. I think it flipped, and she like walked away from it and everything with scratches. That's a bummer. And um, but um, what's his name? Um, my, I guess my other favorite comic. Um, uh, well, my, I go by comedy albums and everything. Okay. But um, wh- uh, what the hell, Insomniacs? Oh, David Tell. Oh yeah, dude, that, David Tell's goat. <laughs> yeah, and you know another album that like um really, I mean I listened to it. I think it was 2006, 2007, and I just did. It was pretty much one of the only comic albums. Is um, um, Shiny Happy Jihad Rogan? Oh yeah, that's the one where he has yeah. the Noah's the Noah's Ark the Noah's Ark bit, yeah, and everything. Yep. Oh my god, that whole album. Dude, yeah, Rogan actually doesn't get the credit he deserves either. He's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> like he has some really oh, yeah. good bits, and he doesn't really get the credit I feel like he deserves for comedy sometimes. Even though he's doing arenas, like who the fuck? Uh, <laughs> Great delivery, you know. Good delivery. Really knows how to deliver the punchline. Yeah, dude, that like that Shaq bit he had, uh, that, uh, and that's the White House bit about the guy breaking into the White House a few specials ago. <laughs> that's a great fucking bit. Yeah. That's a great fucking yeah. bit, dude. Uh, yeah, um, David Tell is. I mean, he's so good, and again, I feel like he all he I, he's well respected amongst comics. Oh, he's Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean, he's Hall of Fame. I mean, but uh, yeah, he's one of those guys that the comics, all the comics, would be like, "How do you even, you know, how do you deal with that?" And every and you um, not know who David Tell is. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. Like he also, if if you talked a lot of other com- if if you got into the comedy like in, into your comedy and you and you were around David Tell a lot, a lot apparently like a lot of guys would start sounding like trying to mimic him just naturally because he's just so so you try to do his cadence. And everyone be like, "Hey, stop doing a tell, stop doing this fucking cadence, do your own shit, you fucking hack." Like, "Oh yeah, sorry," because he's so fucking good. How do you not want to just imitate him? Like, just naturally, he's yeah, fucking great. Yeah, uh, he, I mean, no one could tell a story. I mean, the way he would tell a story was just insane. His HBO special was great. Captain yeah. Alcohol. Yeah. yeah. Fucking good, dude. Uh, yeah, brutal. So fucking funny. All right, people can start wrapping up. Uh, please tell everybody, like, your podcast and stuff. If, if everybody, I'm sure everybody who watches this watches your podcast. But for anyone who doesn't, please tell everybody about your podcast and, you know, what it's about, where they can find you. And Yeah, it's a weird 
that was a weird journey, you know, starting from just talking about basic libertarianism and going into um, interviews and interviewing different people and then getting to the point where it's like, I don't want to interview libertarians anymore. And if I do, I don't want to talk about libertarianism and um, wanted to go more heterodox. And I think at this point, I mean, I, I think I get a lot of re responses like um, I, the reason why I think you have the best podcast out there is because I never know what it's going to be about. It's going to be, you know, it could be Curtis Yarvin could be showing up or some random dude from Twitter. Who's hilarious could be, could be showing up on it. And um, I would like to see more heterodox um, podcasts out of libertarians where stop interviewing all libertarians, try to get a commie on there and just have a conversation. And um, that's where I'm at now is I, I don't know what I'm going to, I get a wild thought in my head and I'm like, well, who can I interview about that? And then, you know, then I just do it. And sometimes I just want to invite my friends on to bullshit too, you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just, I'm not doing the same thing every episode. And I think that's why a lot of people like to tune in. And, um, and also I, I think a, a lot of people have wanted some libertarian bashing for a while. Yeah. And um yeah, so that I have no I have no problem doing that no either. Shame. I, love it. I think it's um I, I think that anyone who is sympathetic or wholly you know, whole cloth bought into the libertarian ideology uh, should have a sense of humor because I mean if you don't have a sense I mean you never win. You have to have a sense of humor to be able to get through this or else you're gonna, you know, KYS and everything. Yeah, exactly. You're, yeah. you're like the dark lord of comedy. I fucking... <laughs> you're like the libertarian dark lord of comedy. It's the fucking best, dude. <laughs> I mean, I love... I I do like to make people laugh, you know? And um, it, 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 it is really an amazing um, feeling when you make right? someone laugh. It's the best. Yeah, it, it, it really, really is, is the best. It really, It's selfish, because like... Oh, yeah. Uh, half of, especially stand-up comedy, is like, adore me, like, I validate me. But the other half is like genuinely that good feeling of making someone like legitimately laugh. You're like, yeah, dude, I made that guy as a chick's name like fucking a little better at least. That's a cool feeling, you know. Like that's that's pretty yeah. cool. But I, I, but your podcast, which I obviously love, is a, is a model of this podcast for sure, or other way around. You know what I meant? <laughs> uh, like I want to. I've been doing a lot of libertarians up front because it's only my eleventh uh, to twelfth episode. So I just I want to get the people I like in libertarianism to talk about, obviously, because mm -hmm. like I always want to talk to like you and like a lot of other people. Um, so this was like a good opportunity for that. But I think after I get like probably a hundred or fifty to a hundred in, then I'll start doing what you do and like have on like commies and fucking GOP people and be like, "What's up?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like and yeah. just do more shit like that because that's fun. I like to, I like that. I don't want to just talk about libertarian stuff. But the first. Yeah, a bunch. I, I want to because that's what I want to do. I want to meet people I like and I want to pick their brain. I mean, I'm at the point now where it's like there are people. If I started naming like people that I want to get on the podcast who just won't come on because they're not going to come. It's seen as a libertarian podcast. They're not going to come on and everything. People would think I'm insane. You know, but, <laughs> yeah. um, you know like one, like I would I would love to um, interview either of the Red Scare Oh, um, why not? Well, yeah, why, why, why wouldn't I mean, you? They're geniuses. I mean, you know, the, the I used to hate vocal fry until I like started listening to them, and now it doesn't bother me anymore. It's like, <laughs> I'm, it's like I was just listening to their newest episode today, and I was just absolutely floored, laughing my ass off. You know, they're just so real. You know, and I, I don't obviously they're left, they're to the left of me culturally and everything, but I don't think really that far. Right. No, I don't really think that far. I mean, I love to hang out in the East Village, and they like to hang out in the East Village and everything else. Exactly. So I was like, it's oh, fun as fuck. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's comedy mecca, goddamn. Over the East. That's like all the clubs are pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, fucking. Of course. I, I, I think it's what it's about, man. It's like trying to, like all the yeah, all the Twitter fights and all the like fuck yous. Those are fun, but like I also do like to try to talk to other beliefs and other ideologies and see where they're at like ge like actually genuinely and not just try to be a troll or just try to be a dick or, or even just stick up for us whatever I, i'm sick of that too i'm sick of also having to stick up for us all the fucking time like you know i'm, I'm kind of getting tired of that like you know what we our 
shit's been and why up. are you because shit's so fucked up that's why it is yeah, i guess you, you, yeah. you have to stick up you're sticking up for libertarianism because there's so many libertarians out there who are fucking it up yeah i guess you're right. people calling themselves libertarians i mean i have no problem with you know if some blue check mark wants to attack libertarianism that's to be expected but when you have to defend the people who are calling themselves libertarians and anarchists and everything because you know they're so far outside of the mainstream you know they're they think that you have to celebrate like libertinism or something like that it just it, it, it's off-putting to you know our most natural allies that you know mostly come from the right yeah right fucking wild it really everything is fucking backwards forwards sideways dude nothing yeah. makes sense everything makes sense we're a weird bunch <laughs> we, we are, really I mean, are we <laughs> are and if we don't this radical individualism we have really has to be i mean you can talk about it and everything but we're gonna have to come together if we if, if we want liberty in our lifetime we're gonna have to come together and you know we're gonna and we're gonna have to sacrifice some of our beliefs or something like that i mean and i'm at the point where it's like i don't i don't even care about the afs of the world or the jw you know yeah. of the world and everything <laughs> if they if they would just be cool with me mm -hmm. i'd be cool with them as long as they weren't advocating for some something horrible something just absolutely disgusting and everything at least if we were i have no I, I remember the first ron paul revolution and it was like there were libertarians there there were conservatives there there were leftists there there were a lot of people who were backing ron you know i mean they got to the point where i mean i knew libertarians who were like he should you know him and dennis kucinich should run together and everything like that and i'm like that is really really an odd pairing even though dennis is on the board of the ron paul institute for peace and prosperity i mean they've always been able to um ron and dennis have always been able to rally around their anti-war stance and you know try to concentrate on that and really nothing else because dennis is horrible economically <laughs> but um it just seemed like there was so much more inclusion back then and then you had the the whole leftist um social justice movement really crank up around 2011 2012 2013 and unfortunately a whole bunch of libertarians have bought into it and, yeah that's uh, unfortunate that suckage of that is just leaked in hard and is ruining this fucking movement <laughs> it really fucking yeah. is robert conquest second law anything that does not start out or concentrate on being right wing is going to go left wing that's and, interesting. I mean, you can, yeah. I mean, national National Review is like the the example I always use. I mean, start oh right wing conservative magazine, and now they're to the left of friggin' <laughs> right. It's know, interesting. Friggin' Trotsky sometimes. You know, wow. and everything and the LP didn't do it, and that was um, you know, it's the one the one warning I will give to the LPMC that's a good warning dude that's a, that's a great point it's something i really never thought about or I, I never put i mean that's a great point i mean you have chronicles magazine right now in in the u.s and um i think modern age those are the only two like conservative right-wing magazines in the country everything else is just you know i mean i i, I would i you know mises you know mises magazine and everything <laughs> but um i would but as far as like um periodicals go and everything you know those are the only two that i can think of and they were started explicitly to be right wing everything uh, else has gone left reason magazine's shit now uh oh, yeah. yeah i mean I, but I, saw... I mean they started they started more as like a I mean, I know Murray was there and everything, but there was so much Randy and influence right from the start that you knew yeah, it was okay, going to go left wing. Yeah, because like I, I, I saw Robbie Suave, whatever the fuck, it's tweeting out today about the. I'm like, shut the fuck up, dude. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you're supposed to be like a face of stuff, and you're just fucking giving in to the the goddamn state, which is what we're supposed to be against. Whatever, we all know that though. I'm just repeating myself. I mean. 
yeah i mean there it's just terrible i mean as i mean it's awful i can't um i can't deal with them people are oh you know you should they're like a gateway and everything like that i'm like (laughs) i don't know how many people can can start with that and then get out of it i'm sure that you know somebody will contact me go i started with reason magazine and now i'm a mises guy and i will okay but i mean if one person has to contact me to let me know that that, that tells me all i need to know <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> i think numbers speak for themselves sometimes <laughs> you gotta do more research man uh p we can wrap it up here man um again sure. thank you so much for coming on please tell everywhere where they can find you your, where they can find your podcast all that just plug yourself whatever you want to plug please sure free man me on the wall podcast all the podcatchers um i have a youtube channel i have an odyssey channel um look on twitter peter arkin at peter arquinones um, I have a sub stack that I write at and I concentrate, I try to concentrate more on cultural issues there. Um, that's uh, pquinones.substack.com. It's called by any memes necessary and um, stateless productions. If you want to see a documentary, a full length documentary on um, anarchism, you can go to Amazon prime and search monopoly on violence. And uh, you'll see, I think, I think the actual graphic in the back Dave, is actually Dave Smith. I yeah. saw that the other day. I went, watch list? <laughs> <laughs> it's on my watch yeah. list right now. That's why it's funny for that up. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, the Monopoly on Violence. Uh, people love that. So many people um, donated to that. And, um, yeah, it was, was, we were happy. I was ecstatic how it came out because I've never done anything in in movies and video before and everything. And I was recruited basically so that I could talk to people and get people um, to be interviewed, you know, to invite them to be interviewed and get and be interviewed. And I ended up uh, learning a lot. And yeah, you know, I would love to. I would love that w- if we could make money doing documentaries, because that's all I would do. Yeah. But um, you can't make money doing documentaries, so um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's but, like it's hard doing what you love and then making money also. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's like, I mean, I, I do make money podcasting and writing. Um, but the one thing that I think can reach a really broad audience is documentary filmmaking. But there's just no money there that, that unless you're willing to sell the documentary right. and then somebody else owns it and they can shelve it if they want. So, right. you know, uh, but of that's course, it. Yeah, no, of course, Twitter, obviously go follow yeah, me yeah. on twitter yeah at peter uh Arcanias. one of the best um, twitter followers in my opinion uh so yeah fucking again again guys follow uh youtube uh, youtube.com slash adam nutter download rate subscribe all that fucking shit catch me out on the road again coming soon staten island and outside of pa and chalfont all right this has been fun pete thank you so much for coming on uh we'll be back no next problem, week man. with jacob winograd i think yeah jacob's coming on all right guys peace Thanks for listening. Find Adam on social media, Twitter and IG at Adam Nutter or Facebook and TikTok at Adam Nutter Comedy. And for podcasts and merch, check out www.droptent.com. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss an episode.